Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Flashbank Podcast. I'm John Ariza, your host of uh, episode 10. God, I can't believe that it's been 10 episodes. We're almost coming up to uh, to a year of doing the Flashbank Podcast. It's been a lot of fun. So um, we've got uh, Joe Astabiza, Executive Vice President of West Coast Operations, joining us on the podcast again uh, today. He's from our San Francisco Bay Area corporate offices. And uh, Dan Freed will pop in as well. He's our national sales director at Flashbank firm, uh, also our West Coast offices, corporate offices here in the San Francisco Bay Area. So on episode 10, we're going to be covering some uh, some good area here. We'll be talking with Dan Freed about uh, the many successes in uh, in sales, some of the success secrets, and uh, and how to make contact, because you know, uh, sales really and truly is a, a contact sport. We'll be talking with Dan about some of those, uh, uncover some of those secrets uh, in sales, but uh, we're going to start things off here with uh, with Mr. Las Vegas Raider himself, Joe Astabiza, uh, Raider fan number one. How are you doing, Joe? Raiders are doing just phenomenal so far, right? Yes, sir. Absolutely. Thanks, Johnny. Thanks for having me back. Um, welcome to the audience, too. Yeah, you know, it's just been, you know, just a phenomenal uh, in, in, in what a change of events here uh, for the uh, Las Vegas Raiders, you know, a lot of things going on there. And, you know, you're a huge fan of the Raiders fan uh, of the Raider nation here, Joe, and, you know, sales and, and, in uh, in sports kind of has, you know, a lot of similarities, you know, especially, you know, finding the right pieces uh, that'll fit for, um, for uh, our sales force in recruiting. Right. I mean, we look for certain, certain types and certain type of people and in, in how are they all going to fit in and, and be successful in in a new career path. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you agree to that? No doubt, man. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. So you know, in in for those that are looking for a new career path, Joe, and you know they're living their life, and you know they're contemplating or thinking, especially during COVID. This past year and a half, there's been a lot of changes. You know, and from recruiting, we've talked to a lot of people who. You know, their jobs have been displaced because of COVID and, you know, we've recruited quite a few and many are enjoying, you know, the freedom of, uh, of uh, creating their own schedule and, and uh, having the support when they come on board here with us. And, you know, what certain qualities do you, do you look for, Joe, when, uh, uh, when you're um, uh, recruiting new agents? Yeah, I mean, no doubt, Johnny. Obviously, you touched on a few things. And as you know, it's a new dawn. It's a new day. Um, however, uh, sales still runs the same, right? So, um, we're always looking for talented individuals, people that are capable, um, you know, and really trying to figure out what their monetary goal is or what their lifetime goal is. You know, some people are comfortable working remotely and, you know, sort of forecasting this from the beach on their laptop. Um, some people are more hard nosed and want to go out and pull, you know, 30, 40 door handles a day. And, um, you know, really there's no right or wrong way to do this, but, I think it all boils down to just being capable and, and wanting to apply yourself, right? You got to be persistent as a salesperson, making sure that you're, uh, like you mentioned, it's a contact sport. So we want to make sure we're, you know, trying to contact as many people as we can and spread our wings to that network. And we want to balloon it from inception. And you could do that as big and as quick as you like with no restraint. And uh, as you know, we're going to make sure that we get their back on this thing. Right? We're never going to take the bat out of their hand, but always coach from third base. And, and we're going to form fit it to where, however they think uh, they could be the most successful. So um, again, it just boils down to being capable and uh, wanting to absorb those talents. You know, when we recruit, um, you know, a new sales agent here, Joe, 
and it, they're going to have so many things in their head. And of course, they're excited to uh, to uh, be a part of uh, the Flashbank uh, sales team, and uh, in you know, in in hopes of being successful. But you know, what can new agents expect uh, when they first come on board with us here at Flashbank? Well, I mean, there's a lot of things that, that you could really expect. One is, is that you're going to have a tremendous amount of support um, all around across the board. And when I talk about support, of course, we assign you to a national sales director and an assistant. Um, these guys are there for you um, to be a mentor and a guide and to lead you to success, if you will, in this business. Um, also, in addition to that, you know, we're going to give you login credentials to a very robust back-end uh, portal, which is back into our CRM. It's our own training module. It's called Sales Hood Training Community. And there's a couple different paths there. There's a um, want to be a sales ninja path. There's a, a, a regular path as well, if you don't ha really have any experience in the industry. Um, but what it has, it just has peripherals and all the equipment and hardware. And uh, we have uh, the podcast like we're doing now. Uh, we have those recorded as well, all the way up to now you <laughs> you dated it as uh, this is episode 10. So we have all of these things archived there. So you could give those a listen, but um, there's, there's training, there's education, there, there's certification forms. There's a heap of stuff that you can lean forward and get excited about. Um, so again, I, I think um, the biggest things that they can look forward to and expect is they're going to have one-on-one -on -one, uh, conversations, intervals of training by a seasoned veteran here in house. Um, they're going to have their own training module, the Saleshood training community. And then they're going to have bandwidth from all of our corporate offices, whether if that's in Florida, Nashville, South Carolina, Chicago, here in San Francisco. Uh, we want to make sure that we have all of that support there wrapped up for these guys to see success. Well, you know, the, um, the sales agents, you know, when, when we recruit them and we bring them on board, um, you know, they um, are having conversation with the sales directors, right? Mm -hmm. Now, how, you know, in your opinion, Joe, uh, there's there's going to be uh, some people that uh, need to be called, uh, you know, have conversation every day. And there's going to be some that, you know, less frequent. That's mostly going to be towards the experience reps, right? Right, but, uh, right. But what, what would you say uh, for the, uh, you know, for those that are listening that are brand new into the industry, what kind of um, uh, suggestions would you uh, have for them on, on being proactive? Well, I, I want to say that we want to play this to your pace, right? So, Everyone's their own individual snowflake, as, as we know. Um, so we, we know that, um, you know, sometimes people don't like it to be micromanaged, and we definitely don't want to do that. That's why we're only looking to acquire, you know, mature individuals that could dedicate their time wisely to this thing. And, hey, if it's, um, you know, you doing some soul-searching, fact-finding through saleshood training community, um, rallying up with conversations with the sales director, that's perfectly fine. Um, if it's someone that needs to, you know, go out there and just really unpack this just from inception, going out there and talking to business owners, we always like to say, um, you know, follow your money, right? So in the infant stage of getting going in this thing, it's really going to businesses that you frequent, um, you know, use your network, right? Go in, it's easier to break the ice with these said folks. So it's easy to go in there and start a conversation. And of course, we, we come, we come with three bullet points. One is that we have a $500 disclaimer guarantee, right? If we can't help a business save money, we're going to cut them a $500 check. And that's on us. That's on Flashbank, right? So we put our money where our mouth is, setting up that win-win conversation. Um, but further, we also allow them to provide the future-proof equipment for free, standalone terminals, mobile swipers, buttons on websites, 
And then lastly, we also offer the service month to month, no stipulation of contract. So I think once they wrap their arms around those things and really getting out there and actually posturing these things to their network, um, whatever you need from us on our side, we're going to do it. You know, I mean, uh, the sales director is there to be Johnny on the spot, to crunch a number, um, get you back a side-by-side cost statement analysis, a business proposal. Um, they're willing to get on the phone with you and, and help you be a second voice and help you push the business to the goal line or to the yes side of the business. Whatever you need from us is what we're going to do. But again, we got to make sure we form fit this for each individual, right? Because some people, um, you know, they might want to immerse themselves in training. Um, some people want to just go out there and just do it, right? So there's no right or wrong way to do this. Um, but really, it's just taking action, right? So we want that call to action. We want them to be capable. We want them to be present in the forefront. And once you have that, um, we're going to be able to play this exactly the way you want to make you become the most successful you can here in Flashbank's outfit. You know, I like how you mentioned, Joe, the uh, the $500 uh, price match guarantee. You know, if we cannot save that business money, we'll send them a, a gift card for 500 bucks, right? So, right. you know, at, at what point... Would you say that, uh, you know, during the training and all that and, you know, uh, sales directors have coached them up pretty darn good and they're out there talking to the merchants. When should they maybe even make mention of that at, at some point in the conversation? What, what would you say? Because uh, you've you've sold for the company. I, you've been very successful in, in sales and, and all that. But uh, at what point would you interject that? We always, it's tough, right? It's one of those things because you, I mean, it does sound sort of gimmicky. Right? Sounds a little, ho- I know it sounds hokey, yeah. but, hey, but it works though. It right? does, right? I mean, again, it's us putting our money where our mouth is. Now, if we're talking about cost savings, right? Um, when you're able to go ahead and put a dollar amount behind that, um, that really makes sense. And that, that gets the gears going for some people. But then again, sometimes it's not all about the savings, right? We understand this is that the business owners, they got to like you. They don't like you. The ship will never sail. We understand that. So it's really about building that relationship, uh, being a consultant servant of the community, you know, help these businesses while the local economy is still hemorrhaging and help them grow. So we got to find out what makes them tick. Yes, we're going to show up and show out. We're going to put our money where our mouth is with that $500 guarantee. And there's no right or wrong or, or you know, there's no right or wrong way to, to go ahead and mention that. But then again, you know, we don't want to come off gimmicky and just go into a business and say, Hey, um, you know, we, we got a $500 disclaimer guarantee. Let's build up that relationship first, right? Build up the relationship first. Once you build up that relationship, then you could go ahead and bullet point all these things that we do provide in addition to just the $500 guarantee, the free equipment, the month to month service. Maybe it is our gift card program. Maybe it's our loyalty program. It could be our SaaS software, which are our own proprietary white-labeled SaaS software called RazorSync that uh, speaks to about 95 essential business types. So there's all kinds of things in addition to just the regular Rigam and Row payment processing. And uh, whether if that is a check guarantee service, a loyalty program, a gift card program, there's all kinds of things in addition to that. Um, maybe it's a POS a solution that has time management and uh, does inventory management and so forth. So really, it's really about just finding out what makes that business tick. So, um, you know, to, to I know that's a long way to get from A to Z there, but it's uh, really just when, whenever you feel that it calls. First, build a relationship, build a rapport, and then you can break down the semantics. You, you know, Joe, and that's that's very important in, in sales and in, in, uh, in business and in success. You got to have that credibility because you could only be successful if people trust in you and they believe in you, and, you know, case studies have uh, long proved that, that the element of trust has been identified as the most important 
distinguishing factor, you know, between one salesperson and another one and another company from another company. So that's where we draw that parallel, right? And uh, build that trust level and, uh, and the sales agents, you know, they understand, you know, our, our culture and how we go about doing things to be successful. Right. Correct. I mean, you know, we could, we could promise any business, the, the stars in the sky, you know, obviously we, we could massage better pricing. We could offer future proof equipment, all that fun stuff. Right. But if, if they don't like you, then, you know, like I said, it, what gives, right. So it's really about selling yourself, right. And, and being a, a servant, a consultative servant to that business. And uh, w- once you got that and you figure out that's really what we want to do is obviously, I mean, we're not really selling anyone anything, Johnny. We're not, we're not asking anybody to buy anything from us. You know, a lot of businesses, they already currently accept debit and credit as a form of payment. So what gives? I mean, it's really just about coming in, offering a better service, a better solution at a lower rate, but being back behind you in that relationship. So, again, a consultative sale, being a server, uh, servant to that business. Absolutely, absolutely. And then, you know, from the sales agent perspective, you know, they can set their own schedule, right? There's no time clock to punch, right? right. And they they can uh, they can have so many different uh, avenues uh, for a particular business that, that we can that we can serve them with some of our products that we have. And I like to say that we do actually, Joe. When you look at the full picture of everything that we do, we actually do have the widest variety of business solutions in the industry, bar none. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. There, there's a shoe for every foot. Um, there's an arrow for every quiver, as we say. And really, it's about you going out there and explaining it, right? So, and, and yeah, you're right. I mean, there's no timeline on this, right? I mean, you could work this in, you know, a couple hours a day. Um, you know, you could go full bore at this thing. Um, when we talk about monetary goals or achieving, you know, um, financial freedom, it's it's really easy to paint the picture here, John. If you, if you looked at someone that wrote two accounts in a week, right? Two accounts in a week, that'd be eight accounts in a calendar month. Eight accounts in a month is 100 accounts in a calendar year. If you're up to 100 accounts in a calendar year in your portfolio here with FlashBank, uh, you're yielding way over a six-figure income and over a five-figure residual income month over month. So, I mean, just just take that and put that in perspective, right? Um, you know, you can achieve that as quick and, and as fast as you like, like I said, with no restraint, but it's really up to you and, and what you want to do and, and how big you want to bloom this thing. So, you, you know, and that, that's going to touch on, on, on a very important part here, Joe, um, when you're out there talking to, uh, the businesses, because you may get that one, they'll say, yeah, let's go ahead and do it. But for the most part, it's going to take a little bit of follow-up. So Joe, would, would, would you say that uh, some of the best ways to follow up with uh, a, a new merchant that you, you've made contact with is, is maybe uh, call them on the phone or send them an email in person? I mean, what, what are some of the best ways for, for a new agent to, uh, to stay in touch with that merchant that they had, uh, had already spoken to, would you say? Well, it matters really how you're doing it, right? A lot of people are going and 30, pulling 30 door handles a day and just making sure that you're being persistent. You're using the follow-up, uh, whether if that is just writing down an email address, picking them on an email or just dropping by. Um, but you, you got to be persistent. You're, you're absolutely correct, right? Uh, we never want to leave a stone unturned in this business. So it's really about following up with those individuals. And, you know, like I said, sometimes, you know, when people say, say no, it just, means just not now, but maybe later. So with all that in perspective, it's really about following up, keeping you, keeping your, your name out there making sure that you're touching them and 
whether if the touch point is, is like I said, it's, it's a phone call, maybe it's an email, or maybe it's actual a, a drop-in visit. Um, that's going to show that you care, right? And some of these accounts will just come out of the blue and they'll say, hey, you know what? I remember I got, you know, uh, Joey Z, he came by the came by the shop and he's uh, he said he could save me a bunch of money, whatever it might be. And it's time to give this guy a call. So again, it's just about being persistent. So hopefully that well, that'll pay off. You know, persistence does pay, and and there are risks for not uh, for not following up, right? So you're you're talking to somebody, and and you, and you think, uh, should I go back and talk to that guy? I don't know. Didn't seem like he was interested. Yeah, go talk to that person that you talked to. They're already familiar with it. They saw you, right? I mean, so there are risks to not following up. Right, right. Um, you know, I mean, it's it's one of those things where it's, it's the follow through. You got to follow through in this business. Oh, absolutely. Well, Joe, hey, thanks for being on uh, on this episode of uh, episode 10 of the Flashbang podcast. And up next, we'll be talking with Dan Freed and uh, we'll be talking about sales as a contact sport. We'll uncover some of those secrets to success in sales with Dan Freed and uh, we'll be right back. Thanks, Joe. Flashbank.com has everything you need to jumpstart your career in sales. Check out our blog for new sales tips every month or browse our payments devices under solutions. Head to flashbank.com today. Okay, well, welcome back. And uh, we've got returning for another visit with us on the Flashbank podcast. Uh, We've got Dan Freed. Dan, welcome back to the podcast. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah. Great to be here, Johnny. Thanks for having me. Well, excellent, man. So, you know, earlier we talked with Joe about recruiting and uh, we talked about uh, uh, some things on how agents can um, be successful in Flashbank as as an independent agent here with us. But uh, let's just dig right into this opportunity here uh, with with sales. And we've heard this so many times that sales is a is a contact sport, and you know that, Dan. Uh, you, you've got to uh, you've got to go out there, and you've got to knock on a lot of doors. And are you going to get everybody? Probably not. But uh, you know, forming those good relationships that's important. So, you know, in, in what we do, and what you know, a lot of sales veterans say that uh, sales is a contact sport. And uh, you know, what what does everybody mean by all that? Well, you know, it's. Uh... It's a great way of putting it too, um, just because we, we do need to understand that this is a business where you're really at, you know, you're in control of your own destiny. Um, and, and in doing that, you know, you could be the best darn salesperson out there, but if you're not, you know, finding a method to your man madness and, and, and trying to establish a controlled variable, then, you know, you're not going to see the, uh, the, the fruits of your labor unfold. Right. So, you know, in our arena, um, I speak to this firsthand. It's very, very seldom that you know, you're able to talk with people on all sides that have experience from the ground up. And I think one of the biggest value adds that not just myself, but this whole team, uh, sales team, really brings to light for our sales partners is that, you know, we've done it. You know, everyone here got their start out there in the field. They've all worn those hats. So in layman's terms, that means that if there's a, a way to screw up a deal and to figure this thing out through trial and error, um, been there, done it, got the t-shirt. So I, I definitely speak to that firsthand. And, and in doing so, um, if I had to kind of rewrite my scripts, go back to square one in this business and, and tell myself what I could have done differently uh, to establish myself and establish myself that much more quickly, 
I would have told myself, look, man, you know, you're out there. You make the most of this. You got to make sure that you put a goal out there uh, before you start your day of what you're going to do, how many businesses you're going to go ahead and, and try to knock out. And so, you know, for us, we always try to say that that magic number in this business is at least 30 businesses a day. Um, I know that that could sound a bit cumbersome uh, to, to someone that's never been out there in the field, um, especially if uh, you know, you're, you're working in an area that's not saturated with a lot of businesses. So that's going to take some planning on your part. Um, in the beginning stages of this, you want to find areas where you can actually park your car and go out there and, and foot soldier this thing um, and, and try to knock out a grid if you can. So you know, you're going to have to make sure that you do set yourself up with a goal. Uh, that goal in the beginning stages should be no less than 30 businesses a day if you can make that happen. You know, if you're part-time in it, then try to get yourself to at least 15 to 20. Um, but even, you know, look, let's say you set a goal at 30 and it's one o'clock in the afternoon. You got out there at 830. You knock those 30 out. You got some time left to do it. Bust through that glass ceiling, right? All those efforts go a long way. Uh, it's a way for you to, to get into a groove, right? You know, you can start going out there. You start making sure you're that uh, you know, you're, you're taking account for every situation you walked into. You know, I think that every door that you hit, um, take something away from it, right? And, and more importantly, you know, realize what you did differently, you know, what, what you could have done better, what you liked that you did, and what you're going to take into your next uh, sales call, if you will. And all of that is all remedied by making sure you're going out there targeting businesses, shaking hands, getting to know these people out there and leaving your foot, footprint in that business in some way, shape or form. You know, Dan, when we um, bring these uh, new sales agents, uh, and they cross, uh, you know, uh, into your conversation with them in the initial stages and, and you talk with them, you know, you, you got to pull on these door handles, you got to talk to 30 or so people in a day and you got to go out there and, and make that contact. Do they stay silent after you after you say you got to talk? Because it could be a little spooky to some people who've never done sales, you know. Because we we recruit people from all different walks of life, and you know, how do you peel them off the ceiling when when they're when you say thirty? I mean, how do how do uh, do most people say, oh yeah, I'll do that? But there's got to be some hesitancy here, right? A hundred percent, right? And it, it's it's going to take you having to be honest with yourself. You know, um, some of the hardest conversations I had. Uh, with myself, we're, we're back in those days because you go out there and sometimes you're getting butt handed to you, you know, and it's very easy to say, you know what, screw it. It's beer 30. I'm going to go ahead and call this day, you know, but it takes you to make sure that you're staying the course. And also understanding this is that the beginning stages of this, that is going to be the hardest time in this business for you, right? Establishing yourself. So you have to figure look to the future, right? Have that foresight and just know that in a year from now, you're not going to have to do that same level of prospecting as you did in the beginning stages because of establishing yourself, building that pipeline, working referrals, right? And treating your merchants like gold and watching how that can go ahead and spider web your business. So you just got to think about the initial, right? Like if I put this work in today and I do this day in, day out, what will that bring, you know, bring me in the future? And I think that this is where you have to be honest with yourself. You're going to have to make sure you're setting goals, talking with your sales director, talking with your sales team, and keeping yourself on keeping yourself honest about it, right? And let's say that um, you know you're you're doing this for three, four, five weeks, and you're not seeing the results that you're looking for. Let's fine tune this thing. 
Jump on the phones with us. Let's see what we can do to go ahead and hash something out, tweak a few things, make some adjustments, get back to the drawing board, and then get out there and put it into action, right? So, uh, yeah, it, it comes down to being honest with yourself. You got to have a short-term memory in this business as well, right? If you take that BS with you uh, into every sales call uh, because some merchant shuts you out, remember, these, these people are human too. And they're getting hit up by people in so many different types of industries daily for whatever product that they're hawking, right? So you're going to have to differentiate, differentiate yourself. You're going to have to understand that merchants, uh, that, you know, regardless of how refined your approach is or how different, they've heard you know, they've heard it, uh, you know, not, not may, maybe verbatim on how you're going out there and, uh, and making sure that you're conveying your message, but they, they've heard sales calls. So just know that just because it's not the right time right then, right there, right now, um, don't let that discourage you. Have a plan of action and make sure that you do uh, pick yourself back up, even if it's been a, you know, a bad day. You go ahead and you create your own, uh, you know, microclimate in this in this arena um, when it comes to just the way that you're going to feel and making sure that you're going to let that stuff kind of just roll right off you. You know, you know, Dan, you do a great job on um, having conversations with uh, the new sales agents, and you know, and, and a lot of them have, uh, you know, they're out there, they're pounding the pavement, they're doing what you're saying, they're talking to folks, and and you know, maybe they're getting a little beat up because of uh, the objections and, and they're not quite there yet on how to handle them properly. So, you know, what, what would you say would be uh, some of the most common objections that in the initial stages that some of the new agents have when they're contacting the, the local businesses in the community, would you say? Right, well, you look, um, we call it the big three, right? There's three common objections that you're gonna find when you're out there. Um, number one, contract, right? I'm currently in a contract. And in a lot of different sales environments, that's game, set, match, right? Can't do much for it. Well, the fortunate part of this endeavor is that if we need to, uh, we can talk about helping out with part, sometimes all the cancellation fee if we get a merchant to go ahead and cross deck, jump ship, and, and move over uh, to process with us. So I want you to get that out of your head right now. Is that a contract, uh, you know, length, uh, cancellation fee? Um, that, that is a hurdle that is easily, easily, uh, you know, jumped over. Um, and then you're going to hear about the, uh, you know, merchants having to maybe, you know, go ahead and uh, give their equipment back, uh, if they, uh, go ahead and you know, decide to, to move over with us. Well, we do free terminal programs all the time. So if that's the case, you know, we'll see what they have. We'll see if we can come up with something comparable, uh, to get them something sent out, with all of their specifications there. So we can knock that out too. So, you know, cancellation fees, contract lengths, no problem, right? We can work around that. Or let's talk about maybe they've had a bad hand of cards dealt to them uh, by their previous processing company. They might like the deal that we put together, but if they have to sign a contract with us, they're not going to move forward. Well, guess what? We do month to month deals all of the time. And in fact, you know what I like about this? And, you know, this is something that, you know, probably, uh, from the top down, they wouldn't like me talking about because we want to talk about putting people into contracts. What I like about the fact that we'll do a month-to-month deal is it allows us to bet on ourselves, right? And, and that, that carries a lot of weight, not just for the merchant, but for you as a sales partner, establishing a trust and confidence in what we do here, it, I think it really helps kind of just refine what it is that we're doing and, and the culture that we carry is that if you know, we go and put together a quote, and that quote isn't what we say it's going to be when that merchant looks at their statement at the end of the month, and those fees and rates aren't what we said we were going to do. 
that merchant is free and clear to go ahead and jump ship and move on somewhere else, right? And that means you as a sales partner, you are too. So I think this allows us to really bet on ourselves, not just for the merchant's sake, but for your sake as a sales partner and make sure that we're putting our money where our mouths are, um, if that makes sense. So yeah, those, those, those top three objections are what you're going to hear. I think at the end of the day, what you got to take away from this is that there is not an objection that a merchant can give you that we can't work around, right? It just has to make business sense. So it comes back to communication. Unless you are 100% sure that we cannot do something for that merchant, jump on the phones with your director and their team. Let's figure something out. Let's see if we can iron it out. And most of the time we can and uh, find a way to get that deal solidified for you, get paper in your hand and uh, win that deal over. How many times a day does that happen, Dan, that you're talking with these agents and they're calling you up and they're with the merchant and they need help? I mean, I've heard I mean, you. That's, that's I've heard you. <laughs> I know. I've heard you over and over. You, you talk these people into, you know, eventually getting that deal, even to the point where, you know, because uh, you've got a remarkable uh, team here that supports uh, you, Dan. Um, and I've heard uh, them get on the phone. They're talking with the merchants. I mean, we do that a lot where some of our competitors, they don't even touch on that. Right, right. Well, for us, it's second nature, right? Like It's, it's very, very you know, sobering for me to, to hear that there are companies out there that don't provide that level of support because literally it's all we know. Um, you know, when we say it's a by agent for agent model, it's exactly what it is. You know, being a phone call, being an email, being a text message away, not just on business hours, right? You know, before hours, after hours, weekends, if you need us, right, within reason, we're, we're, we're going to be there for you. And I think that the, one of the greatest value adds that, that I give to our sales partners is that I say that. I, I live it, I breathe it, and I mean just that. You know, if someone's got an idea that they want to bounce off me on a Sunday, right, talking about the next, you know, work week or whatever, hey, man, fire me off a text, email, call, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm going to be able to you make sure I, I, I get back to you. Uh, and the only chance that I'm not is if I'm out there in the woods and, I'm, you know, I'm hunting or I'm fishing or I'm just away, but it's, it's very, very seldom that happens. And if for some reason I'm not, um, I have a, a great supporting cast here. Uh, that'll make sure that they pick up the slack. And I can speak that uh, for every uh, sales director and their assistants here as well. That's, that's one of the things that, uh, that sales agents, uh, they want. They, they, they want that, uh, that level of support because, uh, you know, they probably haven't had that kind of levels of support. So this is a great experience for, for sales agents uh, to have. Dan, I, I, real briefly, you know, I want to talk, um, you know, just uh, uh, a little bit, you know, before we uh, we end the episode here. But uh, I want to talk a little bit about some of our services that we have, our products that we have. But one in particular that is a, is a goldmine for for many agents is the cash discount program. Talk a little bit about that. Right. Well, um, I mean, this is something where if this was available back when I was out there in the field. There's a pretty good chance, Johnny, that I would have never uh, went ahead and jumped into the corporate game just because of the value that this creates, right? Number one, it is, you know, you're hitting a merchant from a different angle, right? These merchants have all heard the rundown before. So even if a merchant's not interested in cash discount and you're talking about this, you're giving these guys something new to hear about, which in turn could definitely help open some doors for you. So that in and of itself is, is a great great conversation starter, right? But also let's talk about the value this creates. You have a merchant that all of a sudden, right? We, we know what the last year and a half, two years with, uh, with COVID has brought on a lot of heartache and pain 
for everyone, uh, especially these small to medium-sized businesses. So the fact of the matter is that this is a merchant that really kind of fits that profile that would be a good candidate for cash discount to eliminate almost 100% of their processing fees. It's a godsend for these people that are trying to pinch pennies, keep their lights on, keep their staff, you know, uh, you know, they're on board as well. So there's so many benefits that come along with this. But let's talk about the number one benefit uh, when it comes to our sales partners, right? The fact is, is that with cash discount, these accounts are worth anywhere between three to five times more per month residually uh, than a conventional deal, and sometimes even more. So you want to talk about getting bang for your buck, right? You know, it's a double-edged sword for us because agents are making more money than they've ever made, which in turn, you know, that might maybe stagger the app flow a little bit, right? But that's a good problem to have. You know, we want to make sure our sales partners are making money. If they're making money, obviously the company's making money. Everyone's happy. Merchants are happy, right? So um, what I would tell you guys for new sales partners is that this is not part of your sales pitch. This is not something you're leading with. You're wrong. Let's figure this out, right? Let's talk about getting a game plan together on how you're going to go ahead and promote this because it is a great program for almost any merchant out there. There's just so many more benefits about this. And to add, right, and if your merchants are a little bit on the fence about how this might work, if it's going to alienate their client base, well, guess what? Tell them to beta test this. Try it out for a month or two, and if this doesn't work out, hey, we'll go back to conventional processing that we already probably – kick the you-know-what out of when it came to you know, providing them with a quote. So they went on both fronts. They're going to save almost 100% of the processing costs with cash discount, or we knock their rates and fees out of the park versus their current processing company. So there's really no downside for them to go ahead and give this a shot. And we can most likely go ahead and just reprogram that same terminal to take conventional uh, you know, processing if we have to go that route, if cash discount for some reason doesn't work. But I'll tell you this, that uh, you know, attrition-wise – it's very, very uncommon for a merchant that starts off with cash discount to go ahead and bail on it. So if they get through that first couple months, chances are they're on board. They're on board for a long time. And all that means is just more money in your pocket and a happy merchant and everyone wins. And this is episode 10, the magic number. You are giving information that's just mind blowing. And, and Dan, thank you for uh, for talking about uh, you know how to be successful in in sales and you know digging deep into the uh, the opportunity, uh, the contact, uh, making contact with the uh, the merchants in the community, and, and everything that you've inspired uh, in this episode. This is a this is a great episode. Thanks, Dan. Really appreciate you being on this episode of uh, of the Flashbank Podcast, and also for for Joe Astabiza. So Dan, we'll have you back on again. And we want to thank you for listening to the Flashbank podcast. I'm John Ariza, your host. We'll see you next time. See you guys. Don't forget to subscribe to the Flashbank podcast on Spotify, Apple podcasts, or SoundCloud. So you never miss a new episode to learn more about opportunities at Flashbank, visit flashbank.com.